and welcome to this edition of Cronkite News To Go. I'm Jonah Harkle. It's Thursday, November 7th, 2019. Here are your top stories from around Arizona, brought to you by Cronkite News. Mexican authorities say they've made an arrest in connection to a deadly ambush that occurred in northern Mexico on Monday. Cronkite News reporter Marcelo Bayeto has more on the current state of violence inside Mexico. Mexico has had a long history of violence. The recent attack, which killed three mothers and six of their children, is the most recent example of this ongoing danger. The homicide rate in Mexico is now six times the rate of homicides in the United States as of 2018. Family members who are a part of a fundamentalist Mormon community are calling on the U.S. government and Mexican officials for answers. Leif Langford is a family member of the victims. These kinds of injustices and, and atrocities should should never be this, this evil should never be tolerated in a in these nations in our countries by our leaders and uh, by our by people in general the families were said to be traveling between two northern mexican states their route started near la mora in sonora and took them through the mountains on dirt routes to their home in colonia le baron in chihuahua President Donald Trump has offered to help the Mexican government track down and hold accountable those responsible for Monday's attack. But Mexico's president has declined. Marcel Bayero, Cronkite News. Jewish students at Arizona State University are taking to social media to express their concerns over anti-Semitic posters recently spread around the school's Tempe campus. The posters, in bold font, read, Love, Not Hate. However, the O in love is replaced with a swastika, and the A in hate replaced with the Star of David. A student group at ASU dedicated to Jewish students reached out to police. Hillel Vice President William Weinstein believes this semester has been one of the worst for anti-Semitic incidents. The only solution I can see for the incident is cleaning up the flyers, trying to figure out who put them there, and then making sure that that person um, is publicly recognized for what they do. Because if you want to publicly get a message out there, you should probably attach your face to it. Cronkite News investigated and found that the website listed on the flyers links to a site where the oldest content is from September. New research finds that as climate change affects the environment, valley fever is set to spread far beyond the desert. California and Arizona make up more than 95% of all U.S. cases of valley fever, but that could increase in the coming decades. Valley fever is an infection caused by a fungus that lives here in the soil in the southwest. Researchers at the University of California, Irvine, predict the range of San Joaquin Valley fever will more than double over the next 75 years, spreading to the Midwest and Canada. At the beginning of 2018, state authorities started using new technology across the valley to deter wrong-way drivers and stop accidents. The new technology, which uses thermal cameras, has detected 90 wrong-way vehicles so far. Yet wrong-way accidents continue to happen across Arizona. Jonathan Montez, a trooper for the Department of Public Safety, says technology can help, but there could be other factors at play. 
So we do suspect that impairment to be a factor in this, in this collision. Yeah. Drivers like Kevin Rodriguez have different opinions on why these accidents keep happening. New people moving into town that may not know, hey, don't get on, on this side because it's different everywhere. A majority of wrong way drivers are impaired, according to the Arizona Department of Transportation. The 2018 system works by alerting AZDPS and ADOT to wrong way vehicles so troopers can respond sooner than if they waited for a 911 call. A majority of Tucson voters decided that Tucson should not become a sanctuary city. Cronkite News reporter Barbara Smith explains what Proposition 205 would have done. Proposition 205 would have made Tucson the state's only sanctuary city. Sanctuary cities have legal protections to limit police ability to question people about immigration status. They are often in place to protect low-priority immigrants who may not have qualified for DACA. Immigration lawyer Maurice Goldman explains more about how immigration violations work in the United States. It's important to keep in mind that immigration is civil in nature, that if you violate immigration law in the U.S., it's a civil violation. It's not a criminal violation. Tucson City Council member Steve Kozachik usually favors legislation that would help immigrants, but he says Prop 205 was poorly constructed. This is not a question as to whether or not Tucson is an immigrant welcoming city. We are that by resolution. Um, this is a question as to whether or not 205 is simply good policy or not. As it stands for now, Tucson will remain a non-sanctuary city. The city is currently home to an estimated 35,000 undocumented immigrants. Barbara Smith, Cronkite News. Thanks, Barbara. We've got Cronkite News weather reporter Jordan Evans in the studio today. And Jordan, I feel like just yesterday was the first time we saw some rain in a while. Is that true? Yeah, Jonah, absolutely. In fact, 40 days to be exact. Now, the bad news is, is at the airport, uh, that's where the official recording station is. And we just did not see anything officially. But there were many spots up north and in the West Valley that did see some rain, only about a tenth of an inch. But the big thing yesterday was all the lightning. In fact, I woke up from all the flashes that were happening outside at about 6 a.m. Well, that's very interesting to hear, but what does that say about the rest of our weekly forecast? So, Jonah, yeah, for the rest of the week, we can expect sunny and dry conditions. And for today, specifically, low temperatures will bottom out in the low 60s here at sunrise before warming up into the upper 80s by the afternoon. Thanks again to Jordan for that weather update. We had help today from Marcelo Bayetto, Ryan Mushkat, Madison LaBerge, and Barbara Smith. They're all Cronkite news reporters who work to make today's edition of CN2Go possible. You can learn more about the stories you heard in today's update by going to cronkitenews.azpbs.org. That's all for today's Cronkite News To Go. I'm Jonah Harkle. Have a wonderful Thursday, and we'll see you tomorrow for another daily briefing.